0: Of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy, there is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers!
1: See, I always wondered. All these butt-faced human pieces of garbage out there walking the earth. Who's making them? I mean... What kind of Frankenstein monsters are out there copulating to create all these hunks of shit people in the world? There is only one is water? hard. Pass up his own. Exhocations. Leave your words. Make your mistake. Stop the problem with, with your face We're free for peace with no solution. They recite the torture to show it. Yeah, are yeah.
2: Welcome to a new episode of the Unsolicited Opinion Metal Podcast. That uh, that was God's hate with the track, Finish the Job, from the self-titled album, which came out on Ma- March 12th, and it's a banger. Make sure to check it out. And now, I'm glad to welcome Mike from the crossover thrash metal band, Bejito Code. How are you, man? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired, uh, but I'm excited, even though this is going to air, air on Friday, uh, I guess yesterday, Thursday uh it's it's opening day so I'm really excited about that baseball and awesome. music so awesome man thank you so much for for being here thank you so much for accepting the invitation I'm really excited for this one because uh uh the album the run which we're going to be talking more about it uh during this chat it's like it get, it threw me back to my hardcore and thrash metal days so it's really exciting to hear this kind of stuff still happening, obviously, in, in 2021.
3: Yeah, that was uh, that was actually a big component to writing this record because we wanted to go back to what we loved as kids, but at the same time, uh, we wanted to give the new generation something new to listen to. So it's a little bit old school, but it's a little bit new too. You know what I mean? We tried to balance it out really well.
2: And I think you did. I think you guys did.
3: And, and
2: talking about the... I would say the duality between the vocals and the rest of the music because the vocals is like very hardcore oriented, but the music is actually like thrashy and melodic. But also, you know, you have to have those breakdown and, you know, hardcore riffs. So and, and you guys actually did it
3: in the album. Yeah, that's uh, it's funny because you you can uh, you could try to play metal all you want. But when you played hardcore for as long as we all have that, uh, you know, it's it's going to come through. You know, because we've been to so many shows, you know, you know, those beat down parts are, are just some of the cool stuff that you love. But right, we, we definitely wanted to try to take a different approach to it. And vocally, you know, I, I started off singing like in a death metal band and singing metal. And then I ended up playing hardcore for um, most of my life. But, you know, I always loved vocalists like Chuck Billy from Testament and, mm-hmm. and you know, stuff like that. I think he's one of the best vocalists ever. Um, yeah. So I took a little bit of that into it. know what i mean um and and you know tried to we tried to do some stuff you know i wanted to sound you know as brutal as possible but understandable and i think that we we really pulled that off in this record for sure for sure
2: for sure oh yes for sure and and something that we're talking before we actually started or we hit record uh (laughs) uh, for the interview is that you 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 were talking about the early day influences so i i want you to tell us about the formation of the band and what actually inspired you to go this route with the, the music that you guys are playing?
3: Well, it's kind of a funny story. Um, me and Derek have been, you know, me and all these guys, Derek Kyle and, and and Rocco and all, we've all been friends for a long time. But me and Derek have uh, gone back particularly long uh, in our music careers because you know we've uh, we, he was in a in, in a band called In the Eyes of way back in the day, and I played in bands like Nurse Flame and Choose Your Weapon, and you know just playing hardcore metalcore. And then he was in Fury of Five. So when he left Fury of Five and and, and uh, he called me up and he was like, look, man, um, I'm going to do this one last band. It's be the last band I ever do. And I was like, well, damn, bro. I don't even care what it is. I want to do it. You know what I mean? It's because yeah. yeah, this guy's a great guitarist and a good friend of mine. So I was like, uh, let's do it. So he sent me the music and I was like, oh, okay. So we're going to go back to high school and do, do what we did in high <laughs> school. Okay. So, um. But when we brought you know um Rocco and and uh Sean in and they were in a band called Dementor at the time or just broke, got out of a band called Dementor, and then Kyle lived near um uh Derek, he was an ex, represent X, and and so we all kind of knew each other and we got it together. And by the time they had, we started really starting to put the tracks together, it really started kind of being why I was like, Wow, this is different. This is kind of a, a different vibe, it's traditional, kind of thrashy. A little bit hardcore. Um Mm -hmm. and uh it just kind of mixed up. So when we got done with the music, I looked at Derek and I was like, look, man, let's let's uh really have fun with this band. And the things that I loved going back to our conversation earlier, the things I loved growing up was you know, bands like Iron Maiden and Megadeth and these other bands had these cool stories involved with the records, especially Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden was the best at it. I mean, matter of fact, I was an Eddie fan before I was an Iron Maiden fan. You know, I just love those shirts yeah. and, you know, I love that whole story. And I was like, the you know, like Eddie. Yeah. What's going on this shirt? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought that was the coolest. But, you know, I always got bummed because I didn't feel like the kids that were coming up now had those records, had those cool shirts and stuff. So I, I always wanted to do something like that, you know, um, bring that kind of imagery back and that kind of uh, storytelling back to, to playing metal. And mm-hmm. then um, we came up with this wild idea with the the first two EPs called The Dying Virtues 1 and 2. And I was like, I'm going to write a song for every virtue of the samurai because the band was called Bushido. And it mm-hmm. ended up taking me on this cool journey where I was like, you know, I can talk about real issues, but kind of do it in the through the eyes of this. Mm -hmm. vicious samurai ronin you know what i mean guy named deshi and i created this whole story behind it and then we ended up writing the ronin which was specific to him and specific to looking at ourselves in the mirror and wondering if you would get your head cut off you know by this guy who only has the code to live by and it was a lot of fun man we just had and that's what we're hearing a lot of the people that listen to the record are like you know it's a cool album sonically, but it's got this crazy story attached to it, too. And it's really fun to fun to go down that rabbit hole with it, too. So that's what we tried to do, and I think we pulled it off.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree. I I actually think that one of the things that you guys made me think while listening to the Derone is that you guys portray yourselves, or at least the, that's the general uh, subgenre, you guys are in, like, crossover thrash metal. And, and whenever we think about crossover thrash metal, we think of bands like, you know, Municipal Waste, Iron Regan, and, and you know, this kind of party thrash bands. But when thinking about what's the actual definition of crossover, you know, it's about crossover, uh, like, combining other or different genres, in this case, hardcore and thrash metal, which totally right. makes sense. So in my case, it was like, okay, I need to redefine or re-understand and sit down again, what is my understanding in crossover? And then now I have this new perspective where now, you know, crossover can mean, it means actually, makes in right. different types and it's a genres. And I think, obviously, you guys, this is something very important. I think I, every time someone else gives me like a new perspective on a new subgenre, I'm like, huh fuck okay right this yeah. makes sense so yeah it's
3: really funny that you say that because we were we were actually me and our our label um my label owner mario he owns upstate records and we were actually mm-hmm. talking about that today because derek actually thinks of this band more as a hybrid metal band and we were talking about the difference between what we consider hybrid and crossover and it's like kind of this like debate that we go back and forth um, where it's like, you know, I would consider us more of a, a crossover, but I do like the idea of a hybrid metal because that's really, I think, a little bit more accurate to describe uh, it than a crossover. But crossover is kind of taking its place it as as the a style. But you could argue the point that both of them are. But I see your point because you can you, you got bands like Municipal Waste who really are just traditional thrash bands. I think they really yes. are. Mm-hmm. But you got Power Trip, who's mo- a little bit more. A little bit more of a crossover band because they have hardcore yeah. elements to them. Um, but I always go back to thinking about the original, you know, like the original four, which everybody talks about is really should have been the original five because it right. should have been Slayer, <laughs> uh, Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Testament. That right. should have been the five, yeah. But I always looked at us as like a testament because to me, Testament was the best of all those bands not not because they were so more records or this that and the other thing they just were the better like they were just they had their own thing they were a thrash band but they were the best musicians playing thrash music at the time they were very
2: diverse too yeah they're so
3: freaking good and all those bands were they just as a musician like people uh talk about you know why do you love tool and the deftones I was like, because every musician loves tooling the Deftones. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just because they're musically on a different level than everybody else. It's like people like Meshuga. Oh, is great, but as a musician, you're like, Mashuga's just just amazing. You know what I mean? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're just on another level. As a yeah. musician, you you know what it takes to get what they're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially like Chino with the Deftones, man. Like people really just don't get how good that band is you know what i mean like oh they have a cool song no man those dudes are beyond on another plane of musicianship you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. that's what we tried to achieve was like hey you know yeah we're going to be clumped into this crossover category which is good because we're not a hardcore band we're not and we're way more of a metal band than we are a hardcore band but you know like i talked to south and sworn enemy i always bring this up but like sworn enemy hasn't been a metal band or hasn't been a hardcore band since their second album. I mean, they're a metal band all day, every day, you know, but they're clumped into that category. Same. Like I'm good friends with the guys in earth crisis. And I was like, you guys were never a hardcore band ever. (laughs) You (laughs) You guys were always a metal band. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, But it's just how your lyrics are perceived and how the genre has changed. Cause I mean, like, can you really sit there and say all Out war is a hardcore band? I don't think they are. You know what I mean? I
2: think in this case, we can argue about the actual attitude, you know, the yeah, whole community that would be, aspect. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. It's the attitude, the the approach to the music, the direction of the band, the, the undertone of the band, what the band's really about, all those things come into play. Because hardcore is more of a way of life than it is more of a musical exactly. journey. You know? But so, you know, that, all the, that, that being said, we, we were like, you know, we wanted to put this out, but we wanted to be a little testimony about it, not be what everybody else is, be a, something a little bit different. And that was the goal going into it. And I, I think that without even really trying, we kind of made it happen. You know what I mean? Because you look yeah, at yeah. us and we look like five hardcore dudes. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you can't, you can't get rid of the years of tattooing and, you know, all this <laughs> other stuff, you know, but when you listen to the music, you're like, yeah, this guy's a little bit deeper than that. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to, to be looked at as, as a, as a band that you could dig into, you know?
2: Right. And talking, talking about this, how, how is your approach whenever you sit down in a room to, to actually, uh, you know, start composing this kind of songs? Uh, do you, do, do you discuss about it? Do you have like someone that comes up with the, basically the main idea and then, just go from there how, how does it work with you guys
3: well it was challenging in bushido is that we all live in very far apart from each other i know mm-hmm. you guys are in puerto rico but i live in north carolina and the rest of the guys live in pennsylvania but they gotcha. live in they live like four hour or two and a half hours from each other three hours from each other so okay it, so we do a lot of writing online so what we we figured out worked in this band it just works really well is that instead of everybody trying to um, force the songs from happening. Like Derek will write the bulk load of the actual music, but instead of everybody trying to rewrites and this, that, and the other thing, we, we all focus on just our job. Like my job is to write lyrics and come up with the direction of the story. You know, Derek might give me an idea or Kyle or Rocco might give me an idea, but it's my responsibility to, to create the story. And, you know, Rocco's like I gotta you know I gotta write my drum parts and do my feels. So instead of focusing on uh, trying to reconstruct the songs, we focus more on each other's individual job and it just seems to work out really well. It just seems effortless when we do it like that. So we'll get the basic song done, I'll write the lyrics, and then we'll get into a room, finalize it and then uh, or we'll do it via internet. And then uh, that's I mean that's pretty much how it works. But when we were writing the Ronin, uh, when we were finishing the Dying Virtues, I already had the idea for the Ronin. And then I'll hit, you know, me and Derek communicate back and forth or me and, you know, Sean will talk or something. And we'll just start putting ideas together about, you know, I'll start telling these crazy ideas I have for the story. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Or that's, that's so stupid. Why would you do that? You know? So, um, and then, you know, then like Derek will even write some lyrics sometimes and uh, we'll collaborate you know, so it's it's just like a group effort. It feels like everybody pushes in the same direction. It's not like any other band I've been in, and I've been in a lot of bands, but sometimes it feels like you got two guys maybe pushing the right direction and the other guys, you're kind of dragging yep. them. Um, yep. it, it's, it's not like that in this. When we're all pushing in the same direction, uh, it's like effort. It's really effortlessly. Like um, when we were recording the Ronin, we're in the studio and the album's getting done. You kind of had that feeling like, okay, we really got something here but it was like, you start thinking, it's like, God, this is so easy. Like, is this how it's supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it seems like we should have tried harder. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I totally get yeah. it. No, and,
2: and it feels, it feels awesome whenever you actually find like the correct and the right people and like yeah. everything, all the ideas flow flawlessly. And, you know, you don't really have to argue to, you know, accommodate anything or any opinion or anything that you want to drive the band towards. To, right. And, that's right. probably one of the best feelings. If you're in a band, whenever you get to find the three, four, five other guys that are actually in the same page as you are, that's, that's usually when the, that's when the magic happens actually. So. Yeah,
3: absolutely. You're absolutely right. I was watching some like documentary on that band, Boston, uh, not too long ago. And I know it's a random band, but that's how that guy did mm-hmm. it. He was like, you know, I, he wrote everything and then he found the right guys to get his thing out. And, it wasn't about who wrote the songs, you know, it was about, right? you know, uh, it's about like, okay, I have the best drummer, I have the right singer, I have the right bass player, you know what I mean? So when people ask who writes the songs, we all do, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't, we, we wouldn't have the songs we did if it wasn't for each individual member of this band, no matter who wrote the bulk of the music or not. And Derek would say the same thing, you know what I mean? So that's what's cool about this band. It just seems like everybody pushes in the same direction.
2: And And if you've ever been
3: in a band, you know exactly what I'm talking about.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I've I've had like right now in the bands and Moths and actually Calamity, which is my other band, I just joined on that band. But uh, like the the way that we're working ourselves and the way the ideas are flowing are like that are like pretty much effortless where we just we're kind of connected in that sense versus other bands that I've been before. Where you know I uh, you know I have to push things a little bit and uh, someone else has to push, or just present me things in order for me to understand a little bit, you know you right. have to explain to me what, what's the purpose and and I, I get it so I the fact that you're there it's it's pretty awesome and and the fact also that how technology has made everything like the writing process kind of simpler in a sense and oh yeah particularly after 2020 what what happened in 2020 being able to stay productive. That's that's something very interesting. And and, and I love to ask it, to ask this question to every band that I interview because it gives me a different perspective on how everyone works. And it's mm-hmm. what's even more awesome, it's not like like not everyone works the same way. And some things yeah. work for some bands, and for some bands, those like for example, for my band, it wouldn't work to to be composing from afar. We right. have to like get together in a room. So it's it's very interesting to know that.
3: Yeah, I mean my other band's the same way. Like I can't do that with my other band. I have I'm in a band called Paid in Full too. And that that band is like, you, you gotta get in the practice room and jam with these guys. Like that's just the only yeah. way to do it. But it's like, you know, in, in this band, it's just that chemistry is there. And every band you have to treat differently. But I love that you asked that question because you know, you gotta try different things. Is only you're only gonna get it as bad as you want it. You know what I mean? And if you you got five guys who really want it, you can make anything happen. You know what I mean? Especially with this mm-hmm. pandemic, like people people like you know oh this pandemic must have ruined you it, it sucks i mean and the world's upside down but for this record it actually helped a little bit it slowed us down it forced us to spend more time writing and forced us to to have a little bit more extra time composing songs the way we wanted them you know what i mean so for that you know for that aspect i, I like that it made us pump the brakes a little bit because you know how it goes you start getting on a roll and man, you, next thing you know, you're tumbling downhill, you know? So yep. yeah, it was uh for that matter, it was it was good, but for everything else it sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I th-
2: <laughs> I think it, it what's a matter also of, you know, how were as an individual individual, how are you gonna take it? Are you were you going to just fall back and wait till the world goes quote unquote back to normal? Or were you going to be someone productive? in this um, like forced break that everyone had to take about from life in general, in a sense. Right. Yeah. I think that's
3: uh, that only doesn't only apply to music that applies in everything in life. You know, I I have a 12 year old daughter and it's a constant like, Hey, I know things aren't like they used to be, but you got to get up. You got to get out there. You got to get moving. You got to, you know, call your friends. You got to get out and get in the sun. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you know, you can't be scared of the world, you know, it's, it's a scary time and you got to protect yourself. And, 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 you know, this, all this stuff, but especially in America, it's been, you know, a whirlwind with political issues and all the craziness we've been dealing with here. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're we're at a point now where it's like, you know, you got to be held accountable for what you do and how you approach this life. You know what I mean? Because you're the only one that really matters in this life. You know what I mean? So you got to I mean, that's kind of what the record's about, too, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's got this crazy story, but the undertone is looking yourself in the mirror and asking yourself the hard questions. You know, do I have integrity? Do I believe in what I say? Am I taking care of the planet? Am I taking care of myself? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Do I see the rats for the rats that they are, or do I see them as as kings? You know what I mean? So you're asking yourself the really hard questions, and the, the answers to those questions, if you were honest with yourself, could lead you to losing your head you know what i mean uh for yeah. f- figuratively speaking you know what i mean yeah, of course so, <laughs> yeah. you know so it's like uh it's asking those hard questions uh in life sometimes will help you achieve a good life you know what i mean because you're not scared to ask and answer the hard questions you know what i mean so i mean
2: yeah i've And I think I think these are very necessary questions for like, for example, in my case, I had to really like I had to go through this process. I'm pretty sure everyone did where what it was a point where I I literally like paused and said, what am I doing, particularly with my artistic life? Do I have a clear purpose of what I want to do with my art, with my music? And then after, like, you know, going through some specific uh, experiences last year. I was able to answer these questions and I was able to move forward and like actually be productive about it. And, and I think, again, it's, it's, it's a matter of like sitting down and really thinking about how we're, how we
3: were going to be productive and particularly yeah, being gotta, bands. Right. You got to make a decision. And, and mm-hmm. I like, I always, I always tell people, I, I, I think the way I think sometimes is like kind of a, it's kind of a dying, uh, dying you, I guess, because I believe like, you got to have integrity. Like if you say something, you got to be it. And, and saying something and being something sometimes isn't easy. A lot of the times it's not easy. Sometimes it takes sacrifice and dedication and, and, and uh, uncomfortableness and all these things that, 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 uh, and especially playing music as long as I have, I mean, 20 plus years of, you know, playing music and being disappointed and working super hard to lose it all and but I still stay diligent because I'm still that little kid that listened to a Suicide of Tennessee's tape when I had no place to live. And I was, I was, you know, 12 years old, I think. And, uh, you know, sleeping on this bridge homeless and uh, I listened to Mike Merck tell me that I wasn't the only kid that was, I wasn't the only Going kid that thought that. the way I did. And then I didn't mm-hmm. feel alone anymore. And I had to give that back to people. I had to spend the whole rest of my life trying to give that back to people because that saved my life. You know what I mean? As a young, impressionable kid, you know what I mean. So, uh yeah, I love that you think that that you took the time to realize that you know my art is is uh, is the mo- is important, and I got to do it even even if it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? And look where it got you. You know, you got to open for some one of the biggest bands in the world. That's pretty cool, man. You yeah, know what
2: I'm <laughs> thanks. Pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's the power of music, right? And, and yeah. the fact that we also like be able to be the same tool that you like like you said in your story like if if suicidal sentences was that banned, what what really stops you from inspiring other kids that may be in the same situation as you were right and just tell them hey i I went through that you're not alone and you can you can and you will get out of it right so I think we, as, as an artist and, and as musicians, we have that responsibility. If It, it, it takes, it's, it's a matter of you accepting it, embracing it. If you want to go and move forward with it, just do it, right? Because I right. think it's very powerful. And, and we can see in popular music, everything that's happening, particularly in these days and how social media quickly affects and impacts everything. So, you know, if we want to, like, make something out of the, quote, unquote, standard agenda of what's happening in the popular music business and we just just actually have a deep meaningful meaning in our music and hopefully inspire other people as well
3: well yeah, yeah i mean you, that's exactly right i mean you know that's what i fell head over heels in love with hardcore about because it was like you know yeah. you listen to the bad brains and in the chromatics and the agnostic front i mean they had something to say like it wasn't like you know i came from a, a metal background listening to bands like yeah, I was really in a death metal and Napalm Death was an obituary and all these bands were very political. But, you know, and had this things to say. But when I heard, you know, bands like Agnostic Front and Bad Brains and I was like, these guys are changing the world in the way that yeah. they, at least my world in the way that they looked at things. So, you know, all the years that I spent, you know, uh, admiring, and then not only that, meeting these guys, being able to play with, you know, meeting Roger a hundred times and, and playing shows with them. Uh, from from Anast front and and these guys were like the coolest, just most laid back, funniest guys. Like if you ever hung out with Stigma, you know what I'm talking about. The guy. Oh yeah,
2: I was able to I was able to share the stage with not uh, actually both Napalm Death and a front over here in Puerto yeah. Rico. And I remember Stigma was like hilarious. That was dude. Really he's he's too.
3: one of the funniest human beings I've ever been around. And Roger to me is the most intimidating man, but the coolest you ever just meet somebody. You're like, that is the coolest guy I know. You know what I mean? But, I've yeah. ever met. And that guy is definitely one of the cool. He's just cool, man. Like everything he does, just you're like, the guys, 53 years old, looks younger than all of us, you know, just, <laughs> he's just a cool dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's, you know, I've had the great honor of, 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 of sharing the stage with a lot of the bands I grew up with. And, um, and, and, they they were just they shape they end up being the greatest people that I've ever met in my life. John Joseph Mackie from the Cro-Mags, I mean Freddie, you know Madball Scott, you know from Terrors. Mm-hmm. These are all bands I loved, and they, and they're just the greatest guys too. On top of it, you know what I mean. So yeah, you know
2: that's uh, the best feeling whenever
3: you meet your heroes, and they're cool people definitely dude uh, definitely if i that's why i've always like i've never met roger uh, I've never met mike murr and that guy had such an impact on my life and i'm scared like if i ever meet him he's just gonna be like because i've heard kind of stories of him being funny with people and i'm just like oh my god that would break my heart man. <laughs> you know but
2: I, uh, I i i actually met mike and he was super cool uh cool. it was like l- literally at the end of the meet and greets like I think we just arrived to the venue and that was happening. I was like, of course, I want to meet suicidal tendencies. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it really depends. You know, it's like everyone. They're human beings. And if they're yeah, having they have a bad day, and bad and exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's all about that. So for sure. That's awesome, man. It's it's really cool to hear that perspective from someone that really admires, you know, and, and applies what you learn from from your the people that you admired into your music and being able to make a message out of it. And, and particularly, like, again, we're talking about an album that even though it's a story, it has a lot of meaning behind it. So it's, it's a matter of sitting down and actually, you know, lyric, uh, reading the lyrics and thinking about what, what you're portraying in that message. Now, uh, you will be re- releasing The Ronin on April 16th via Upside right. Record. And right. you actually had, uh, well, today, again, today it's Wednesday. And you had today the uh, single Aftermath.
3: Premier, yeah, the metal vi- injection. Our, video premiere, our video premiere for aftermath we shot a that video in um uh in uh, so like northern pa in the freezing cold shot nine nine hours of footage for a three and a half hour three and a half minute video so um but yeah it came out super good and metal injection premiered it today and we're really excited about that um you know that's uh that was a big deal for us so um but yeah, that came out today, and the single will drop on Friday. The third, uh, the you know, what is, is Friday? The 30th, the, the second,
2: second, which is today. Yeah. The today, okay. So, if you're listening to this, um, episode and you're a little bit confused with the dates, it's just, it's you know, just go sorry. and listen to the song. It's going yeah, to sorry be everywhere. everybody. Just no, no, it's, at, it's actually, it. it's, it's on my hand too. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, I want I want you to tell us a little bit more about the recording process of the Ronin And for the people that haven't heard the album yet, what, what can
3: they expect from this album? I think sonically it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, we went to um, uh, Cerebral Studios in Pittsburgh and recorded this record. And uh, I mean, it, it just, it blew me away when we heard, the, the mixes on it is it, it just it, it's it, it's not what you're if you if you're listening for a record that's going to sound muddy and 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 uh and that that sound which is very very popular and very cool um yeah. that's not this record this record's very crisp and clean sounding the production on it is uh in my opinion stellar it's just over the top um we wanted to to write an album that you know, it was brutal and heavy, but you could hear the guitars. You could hear the drums. You could hear the bass. You could hear the sure. vocals. You know what I mean? We wanted to, we don't want it to be a wall of noise attacking you. We wanted it to be um, a wall of noise, but with clarity. You know what I mean? And uh, I think we achieved that. You know, um, the recording process for this record was a lot of fun. We got a little bit experimental. I worked, uh, I actually do some, some singing on it with uh, my friend Kyle from the band Lifeless. Um, nice. and uh, uh, um, Carry My Six is his new band, but um, we uh, we did that, we did that uh, with him and trying to, to be a little bit more uh, dynamic in, in the writing process. So, you know, we just really went all out on it. I mean, that's all I can, you know, the best way I can describe it is that we definitely put everything we had into it and uh, we love the product, how it came out.
2: Yeah, it's a great sounding album, and uh, I think it's very melodic. Which is, you know, again, that's what I think it surprised me the most when I heard when I saw the press uh, release and it says Thrash, uh, crossover Thrash metal. I'm like, okay, I, I have an idea what to expect. And then, the melodic aspect of it, and at the same time having those really harsh, but very clean vocals. And, I, and when I mean clean, it's like you can actually understand every word you're <laughs> you're saying. Uh, yeah, it, it's really it's really awesome and, and refreshing, particularly in a genre where you know sometimes the crispier and the like exactly that wall of noise is like the for some reason is what everyone wants to do now but i I, i'm more of a fan of like clean heavy but at the same time you know crisp crunchy guitar riffs that are really on your face but you can actually understand you know like you can sit down with your guitar and not really have a lot of effort just to know which uh, notes are playing so I think you right. guys nailed it in that sense as well. Well,
3: that's that was a conscious effort to make that happen because we were like, you know, there's so many great albums that have that really heavy, you know, like, like we talk about the Nails record, you know, that Nails record. It's super good. Yeah. But I, I just personally love that record, but I'm not in love with the production of that record. But that's very popular production that's going on now. It's very black metal-ish, if you will. Like, you yeah. know, black metal bands were very very keen on having this really kind of raw punk rock style recording playing death metal, you know, and I've always appreciated that, but it's just n- not my favorite. I'm s- like, I said, I'm still an older guy and I always loved those, even though early Hapri records, you know, like perseverance to me was yeah. such a great production record. Like, Oh my God, the production, of that record was so good. And uh, I was like, you know, I want to do something like that where, you know, everybody's doing this. Let's go back to doing this. Like, let's try to do something a little bit different. So it sounds different when you listen to it. And uh, that was the idea behind it. And I'm glad that you pointed out because and I'm glad it stuck out because, you know, it's, it's cool when you try something and it, it catches you like, Works. oh, thank God that worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, you're like, well, that, that was a waste of time that didn't do anything.
2: <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. It's a great sounding album. And uh I, I again, I was really impressed because I, I have this perspective about the specific genre you guys came in and presented yourselves, and then boom, something else which still falls under the c- category. And again, it made me think and re, you know, redefine what actually I thought it was uh, a crust of a thrash metal band. So I think it, it really works. And, 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 you know, again, listening to an, a genre that I'm not really listening anymore. I'm um, listening to a lot of like doom and stoner and progressive. That's pretty much what I'm listening to nowadays. Right. But like it brought me back to those days where I was like, you know, doing the circle pits and waiting for for to get an right exit and stuff like that. So right. It's awesome. Well, you know, it's and awesome then about
3: cool the record, like you said, you know, listen to a lot of doom and, and progressive stuff. We definitely have like Prelude to War, which is an instrumental in it. And it's oh very, yeah, that was beautiful. very dark and you know almost pink Floyd. i always yeah yeah i I feel like this sounds like pink floyd i don't know why but um (laughs) but we tried to we tried to make the album you know fun for anybody that was listening to it like even if like you said even if you're not necessarily listening to that genre of music you will walk by the album and go wow this does sound killer you know i'm not particularly into the it's not particularly my thing but i can't deny that this is a good album you know what i mean and that's what was the idea is like you you, i don't want to our person to walk by and suddenly go oh this is horrible like you know yeah. not even give it a chance cuz it just sounds like crap you know what i mean that's what we didn't want and that was our that was our main goal going to the studio it was like we're going to write these songs we're going to record these songs um because we like them but we think that people will like them if they just give them a chance so we got to give them something that sounds good enough to give them a chance you know what i mean and that's that's what we you know that was the idea behind that recording you know what i mean
2: for sure. And I, and I think you again, I think you guys know that and everyone that's listened to this uh, episode, you should definitely look for the Ronin, which is going to be uh, available next uh, Friday, April the 16th via Upstate's record. Now, Mike, I want to ask you, we're, we're almost reaching the end here, but I want to ask you what's what's coming next after the running? It's out. What's coming next? Uh, obviously, we're still kind of in the whole COVID situation, but are we right. going to see any live stream, any live shows coming up? what's, yeah, what's we're going gonna, to be next for Bushido Code.
3: Yeah, we're we're definitely talking about doing a live stream here actually pretty soon. Like I said, I live states away from the guys, so when we get together, we try to, like, utilize the time. We're mm-hmm. going to be getting together here in the next couple weeks, so we'll probably definitely do some live streaming on that. Um, we're talking about possibly doing a, a, an old cover, like an old thrash cover, and maybe mm-hmm. doing a, a quarantine video, one of those quarantine videos. We did sign a uh, uh, we, we did take on a contract with, uh, stronger booking. So, uh, looks like we'll be going to Europe after the pandemic kind of, uh, dies down. Um, That's awesome. uh, we're trying to get over there with like a, a, premier metal act. We'd like to try to, you know, I, I was joking around with, uh, some guys the other day. It's like, let at the gates and the haunted know we're ready to go whenever they're ready to go. Nah. So, uh, Yeah. So uh, we'd love to get out there and, and play and we're going to get out and, and play out here as much as, as we can. We understand that things are limited, but our goal is to utilize the tools that we have. You know, you have the Internet, you have um, YouTube, you have these things. So, you know, we try to make it fun uh, on our if you follow us on our on our Instagram, on our Facebook. We're always posting like little tidbit videos or Uh, we got a a cool lyric videos coming out for the next single after aftermath, which is the Ronin, the title track of the record. And, uh, we're just kind of trying to do different, do as much as we possibly can with the assets that we have. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some things coming out and, uh, I, I, you know, we're going to, hopefully the people and, uh, uh, listen to the podcast and and the people around uh, around the world will, uh, Dig into it, man. Give us a like and a follow and, and we hopefully we can keep them impressed. Keep their attention. For sure. I'm pretty sure you yeah. guys
2: will. Now you, you did mention a couple of platforms, but can you summarize and, and say, uh, repeat uh, which platform, social media platforms are you on? So okay. people can
3: actually follow for you. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, you can find us at, um, at, uh, in, on Instagram, Bushido code metal. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Bushido code. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We don't, like we got to get better on the twitter thing we're kind of behind <laughs> on the twitter thing uh we nobody nobody we're, everybody in my band's like older right so we don't really do yeah. the twitter thing but we're supposed to <laughs> and our label is constantly on us um but we're also you know we're filled with upstate records so check upstate records out uh upstate uh, records uh europe and uh our, we have merch packages on cold cuts merch right now uh where you get the new long sleeve t-shirts which we're really excited about those they look really cool and uh you can also find us on blood blast, blood blast distribution because they will be distributing uh distributing the record so uh, you know that's uh and you know if you it, these days a band's only successful uh, as their social media so if you guys can give us a follow a like, it would mean the world to us, you know. It's a, any band that you like, you should give them a follow and a like because they really need that. That's that's uh, that's the, the way things go now, you know what I mean. So, Indeed, any yeah. you know, I think a lot of people would take that for granted, they don't realize that you know, if I give this band a like and a follow, you know, that's it means the world to the band and shows that people are interested in that band. So a lot of really good bands out there don't get looked at by bigger labels because they just don't have the followers, but they're amazing bands. You know what I mean? Yep. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you got to give them the follows. You got to, you got to support bands and it's easy as a click. You know what I mean? So. Correct. So if you
2: really dig in uh, to Bushido Code, just make sure that you follow all all of the platforms. I'm going to be leaving uh, all, all the links directly on the episode's notes. So make sure you visit there and you'll see uh, Bushido Coats and all the bands that you're going to listen in the this episode. Uh, links are going to be listed there. So, Mike, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I mean, I already heard the album, but I'm really looking forward for the release date and obviously seeing how everyone will um, respond to it. I'm pretty sure everyone will respond, positively. I, you guys have made a great job with this album. So, yeah, man, Thank uh, congrats you so much to, you, to you guys. Of course, of course. And yeah,
3: and I mean, I think, you know, I hope to come to Puerto Rico and see you one day. That would be amazing. You know what I mean? Go down there and play. Yeah. So.
2: As soon as this thing is over, we'll make it happen.
3: All right, man. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, you guys have a good night, man. Keep metal alive.
2: Fuck yeah. Well, this is uh, Bushido Code and track Aftermath.
1: Don't run out of things to lose. Lose his purpose. Become a rolling samurai without a master. I can end the wait make you mortal.
2: Bushido Code with the track Aftermath. Make sure to check the road name out on April 16th via Upstate Records. Now we move all the way to Denmark to one of the best death metal bands out there. This is Biased with the track Genesis. I was biased with the track Genesis from the album Necrosapiens which came out on March 5th. This band reminds me of Bloodbath in Michael Ackerfeld's era. This album is great and you should check it out if you enjoyed this track. Now we go back to the US with Enforced and the track Beneath Me. I wasn't forced with the track beneath me from the album "Kill grid which came out on march 12 heavy fast album check it out we're reaching the end of the episode but make sure to follow unsolicited opinion metal podcast on facebook instagram and twitter let's extend the conversation let us know what you thought of this episode and the bands that we played in this episode and feel free to suggest us more music to listen to Now, to end the episode, this is Andre from the UK with the track Cursed Existence from the EP Dark Spectrum. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.